Thank you, Kate, and everyone who does service for this meeting. My name is Evan. I am a member of ACA, and um, I'm really honored to be here to talk. I feel like it's uh, in some ways almost arrogant, just in the sense that I haven't been to this meeting before. I usually do uh, a yoga class on my lunch hour, which is right now, uh, but uh, I want to level my, my pride and my arrogance uh, and uh, no, I know that my emotional state is good right now. I do lots of meetings. I'm not going through any uh, major life upheavals or grieving or all that. But but I know I'm still vulnerable to that. I, you know, I think we all are, and I think that um, ACA is the way to get through that for me. Uh, I took some notes, um, so I'll, I'll refer to those occasionally just to keep myself on track. I want I want to focus on the the solution in ACA, what I've learned as well as telling a little bit of my story, at least, just to qualify. Um, so I got to 12-step recovery back in 1984. I went through a, a treatment center. Um, and what's interesting to me about that now that uh, I found ACA is that there was no follow-up for the family afterwards. I know it was there. I know it was supposed to be there. But lo and behold, uh, there was no uh, ACA, you know, and, and, and that was... 1984, ACA had been around a while, or ACOA, um, and uh, so I did my 12-step recovery over many, many decades and didn't discover ACA until the year 2000. I was fortunate enough to walk into an in-person meeting. I'd heard some references to it in other 12-step meetings, and I was curious about it, but I just never really understood the title and what it meant and how I fit into that, you know, adult children of alcoholics okay um but i certainly um once i heard the problem statement that just you know that just identified me once i heard the laundry list i think i identified with uh 13 out of 14 of those traits if not all 14. Uh, so um i had one in-person meeting and then we went to the zoom meetings and so I was doing my local Zoom meetings for quite a while, and but then I found that I can just I can pop onto Zoom meetings all around the world. It's been great. I've done uh, the Yellow Step Workbook as part of a, a group. We worked through the steps. We completed the Yellow Workbook. I'm in the middle of doing the uh, Laundry List Traits Workbook, the red and right, white one, uh, with a men's group. And for me to say that, that's like that's a huge change. I think that's one thing that I, I've learned to do and I have to um, announce this is to uh, give myself acknowledgement for some of these changes that have come about from working the ACA program. I have a, uh, one of my traits is a praise deficit. I was sharing with some people about, I know that an adult challenge is having a list of things to do and knowing as an adult that I should be doing this. But there's that part of me, there's that inner child that just says, no, don't want to do it. I'm just going to sit here and you can't make me do it. And it's meanwhile, the adult is like, you know, there's the deadline coming up. You really re need to renew your car tabs. I don't understand why you need, you know, why you're, you're stalling on something that's so simple. Just take care of it. But I find that um, I'll take care of those things, but then I won't acknowledge it. I won't praise it. And so I need to do that. I need to treat myself and say, that was a good job. You know, you took care of that. That's an adult responsibility. There was some resistance. You overcame that resistance. And look at that. It's time to move on. 
Um, so I'm acknowledging the, uh, the study groups that I've done, the, the trade workbook, uh, with a bunch of guys that I, you know, I hope they don't hear this, but I would normally never associate with these guys, you know, but it's, it's been great. I really look forward to it. Um, I'm attending meetings where we work on the, the loving parent guidebook. That's the new, um, new book that was just published and I'm really enjoying that. There's some really good stuff in there. And I've also found some international meetings that focus on uh, Tony A's 12-step workbook, which is a, an unapproved draft. But there's some really good stuff in there that gives me some insight into the steps. And I, I even took some notes on that. Um, so um, that's that's been the last two and a half years. Um, Let's see where to go from that. Uh, I guess go back to, to my origins in uh, the 12 step recovery. Uh, so I didn't understand why it was for me that, you know, um, the alcohol took over. You know, I, I started using at a very, very young age, was not very mature, you know, age wise, uh, and, but then it just took over. And it wasn't until I got to ACA that. I, I heard messages about um, the effects of uh, trauma on early childhood development, uh, the effects of complex PTSD, all these things about how it's stored in the body. Uh, and the focus uh, that I picked up in uh, ACA on doing the, the trauma recovery work uh, and doing the grounding work uh, and, and learning to deal with what happens when my body needs to discharge some of the, um, the trauma from the past. I wrote down here on my notes that my uh, core issue is that I am projecting my childhood pain and trauma onto an adult's situation that could otherwise be a joyful experience. Uh, so much of my life today, thanks to 12-step recovery, uh, an outsider would look at it and say, you know, why are you worried? What are you complaining about? You know, your life is so good. Well, you know, what are your expectations? But part of it is there's that, that deep sense of, of not feeling complete, of not feeling good enough, uh, of not just lacking self-esteem, but having damaged self-esteem that's just like a bunch of broken glass. You know, it's just it's painful and it cuts and it hurts. And so that's my childhood trauma. A um, little bit of a trigger warning I'll share about an example. Um, so my parents are both passed away. They passed away about five years ago. So I went through the grief of that. Um, and uh, I have an older brother. And I shared with him an experience that happened to him. He's fine. He's, he's an adult now. You know, he's, he's a couple of years older than me. Uh, but at one point I had to rescue him and take him to the hospital. And what happened was he was working on his car and he was underneath it and he dropped dropped it on himself. So he's fine, you know. That's why I get the trigger warning that, that he's fine, he's an adult. Uh, but I had to take him to the hospital and I don't remember that much about it other than him calling for help and then I took him to the ER. Uh, and I must have been about 15 years old because I think I had my learner's permit to drive. And... Um, but then what happened was really interesting in that on the drive home, I remember, I just have this, this memory of being curled up in the passenger seat in a ball, sobbing and crying, because my dad was shaming me and calling me a failure because he didn't think that I had performed the rescue procedure right. And to 
this day, I I never talked to my dad about it. Um, I think I understand his point of view and why he did that. Um, but the effect to me was just, you know, um, it, it was damaging. It, it ruined um, part of my self-esteem, right? Um, I just, there were all these incidences like that where I was belittled, abused, shamed, put down, you know, the, the nurturing wasn't there. Uh, and I, I struggle sometimes with this idea of victimhood to say that I was a victim of some of these circumstances. There were events that were completely out of my parents' control. Uh, they weren't home when my brother had this accident. Uh, but there were events that were within their control, uh, like how he reacted to that. Um, so the way I've come to terms with that is I see myself as allowing these things to happen. So there were these things that happened to me, and I allowed them to happen. Because I had a choice. You know, it's the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn choice. And so often I find that I'm frozen um, I, I choose to fawn because those were my survival traits. So these things happened to me. I allowed them to happen because they were the better choice in terms of my, my childhood survival. Um, so, um, yeah, where to go from that? So pretty severe event, but there were a lot of them that were like that. that, that I look at my parents and, oh, I love this, that somebody on a... Uh, a podcast recording, uh, which I just love. The, the ones from this this group have just been fantastic. Um, it's one of my, my tools and techniques for getting through um, difficult times where some of this trauma is resurfacing uh, and I'm discharging and I'll listen to the podcast. And somebody said, ACA allows me to look at my parents' lives in order to improve my own. And, and I just love that. So... Uh, I look at my parents, um, they were, you know, they parented in the 60s, there weren't a lot of uh, training manuals or classes for it, um, so I look to them as uh, being basically untrained parents, you know, they, they trained, or they, they uh, raised my brother and I the way that, that they were taught growing up, uh, and so, you know, there's that, that, that saying that gets tossed around, you know, uh, my parents did the best they could. Well, they could have done better if they'd been trained. So uh, I've raised two two boys into maturity. Uh, I give uh, almost all the credit, most of the credit to my my wife at the time. Uh, she she went to tra parenting classes. She learned about attachment parenting. She was very big on that. Um, so she was a very nurturing parent. Uh, I've made amends to my sons. Um, you know, I told them, I said, first of all, I said, I'm proud of you boys. Um, you know, that's something, it brings tears to my eyes because it's something I never, never heard from my dad. And I, and I tried so hard to, to please him and, and prove to my parents that, that I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm a good person, I'm a decent person. You know, all that, uh, that I should never have to do. Uh, but I told my boys that I'm proud of them and that if I was 10% of what, my, my dad was their grandpa, that was too much. And I wanted to make amends to that uh, because there was a lot of impatience, anger, harshness, all that that, that, was, that I was brought up with. But the way I was raised these days, um, for most of it, the police would show up, right? There was just so much, it was just uh, so severe. 
Okay, so moving on uh, into the solution. So uh, ACA has just been exactly what I needed. Um, as I mentioned, I was I was married. I went through a divorce. There were so many issues that were just all about the, the ACA survival traits. Um, so that's water under under the bridge. That's that's gone. I need to keep the focus on myself. I love the ACA Serenity Prayer. I love that that difference in that. You know, keep the focus on myself. Uh, I learned this lesson. Uh, in a yoga class, as I mentioned, normally I'd be at a yoga class. I do a lot of a lot of yoga uh, because I find it, it helps to discharge the uh, um, negative energy that's stored in my body. Uh, it's one of the best ways I found. There was a breath work class that I go to uh, that's just been life changing, uh, and so she uses several techniques. One of them is based on a gentleman by the name of Wim Hof. If you've heard of him. And it's just fantastic. I love his, his breathwork training. And so she uses that. And I found that in the yoga class, I would do the breathwork. And initially, um, I think ACAs, especially, you know, welcome to the new people. I would do this breathwork and I would go into a panic. I would find that um, we'd start doing intense breathwork and some of this trauma would, would start to surface. And it was all I can do. And I was joking and laughing with somebody about feeling this need to run out of the yoga room, you know, and then she could relate to it. It's like, oh, so many times I wanted to, to just run out of the yoga room. So I stayed, did the breath work, and I found that after that, you know, I would walk in not realizing how anxious I was, um, but then I would walk out just feeling so much peace. And so there was one time where I accidentally got muted there. Um, so this is during COVID and we were wearing masks and um, and we had done this breath work and I was just feeling so peaceful. Um, and it's just a, a, such a powerful technique. And then I look over and this guy has his mask off and my serenity was just gone, just gone. And I just thought, well, there's your lesson. There's the serenity prayer, right? Keep the focus on yourself. So I had to go back into the, the breath work to, uh, to regain my serenity, you know, to, uh, to get back to that state that, that I want to be in. I want, I want to be in that serene state. I don't wake up that way. So often when I'm well rested, my body starts discharging some of this trauma and I have to do the breath work. Um, some, some mornings I, I just get up out of bed and I just, boogie it out of there you know it's like that's not good i realize that i'm a work in progress i'm still healing uh it's part of the program part of the original 12-step program is that 11-step prayer and meditation and i find as an aca as a, as a newcomer that's not going to be easy you know uh like um Wim Hof, the, the um, breathwork guy that I mentioned, I just love it during his breathwork where he goes, if you can't do that, that's okay. And I just hear his voice. And I just tell myself, if you can't meditate, that's okay. You know, For me, meditation is the goal to get to. I have to, I have to do so much grounding work to get to that state where I can meditate. So I don't always meditate on a daily basis. Sometimes it depends on what's going on on the outside world, but so often it's just what's going on internally uh, and that I need to take care of that. So um, lots of meetings, lots of service work. Uh, I'm finding that there's there's things that getting involved with service work just, just brings me um, so much benefit that's, that's unanticipated. 
Um, so much body work in the form of uh, some type of, of dance movement. Um, I love doing, uh, there's a thing called Nia. I love doing Zumba. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I do a lot of yoga that's pretty static. Um, but what I like about the yoga is that they, they lock me in the room for an hour. <laughs> I'm not supposed to run out of the room. Um, Qigong, uh, any type of movement that, that's grounded, even just putting on a podcast and going for a walk. Um, I know that um, my difficult times uh, aren't done. There are things there are things in my life that I will have to go through, you know, grieving, loss, all that. We all go through that. That's part of life. But I have to remind myself that I've gone through those things, uh, and so often I forget. Uh, I was um, standing in yoga the other day, and my affirmation was, I love myself unconditionally, and I accept myself just as I am. And I thought, if I can just repeat that, if that's my mantra, what else is there for me to deal with? You know, I can go through so many things. You know, uh, there are things in my life that I know that, that strike fear in my heart. And I tell myself, if I can get through those, then what else is there to deal with? Um, so uh, I also mentioned all of the, the step and meeting work. Um, for me, as, as a, a guy, a male, um, it's so much benefit in connecting with other guys. Um, real unexpected benefit. But, you know, it's like... I think that I, I have issues on both sides with, with my parents. I have my dad issues and I have my mom issues. Um, and my dad issues, I think, are easier to understand. My mom issues uh, probably take more, more work to understand. Um, so, and neither of them were in 12-step recovery. You know, neither of them, you know, uh, went to, to Al-Anon. So there's so many... Uh, uh, I thought I was the problem in the family. But then I find out that, no, I'm more like the canary in the coal mine. I'm the one that, you know, uh, ended up in 12-step recovery first. So that, that's such a good thing. Uh, the Big Red Book, I have a note here about some of my favorite chapters. I mentioned the importance of doing service work, and there's a chapter in the Big Red Book that starts out talking about service work. It's chapter 13, no, chapter 10. Um, but then there are sections in there called uh, Pain, Shutdown, and Survival and Reemergence of the United Self. Such good readings in there. So highly recommended if you haven't got to Chapter 10. Um, I'm part of several groups that we just we read the book. Um, you know, just every week we read a part of it. Uh, the Tony A. recording of his versions of the steps in 1991. Uh, there's an mp3 recording uh, it's on YouTube I think uh, but well maybe not uh, you'll find it <laughs> go looking for it it's great it's so good uh, and I know I got one minute left uh, or less than that but um, what do I want to wrap up with uh, so here's a funny thought uh, ACA was founded in 1978 thereabouts and that's about, what, 43 years back to the founding of AA. And here we are from 1978 to today is about 43 plus years later. So just think about those time periods, how long ACA has been around compared to the original founding. And uh, I just love AA. It saved my life. Uh, and ACA has given me a, a life that's just 
um, it's going to bring me to tears if I keep talking. And that's okay. You know, uh, my best meetings are the ones where I just bawl like a baby. Uh, nothing wrong with that. So sometimes I need to. But, but thank you all for allowing me to share.